Glory Ali is rewriting the rules on leadership, business success, making money, and changing the world for women. This is the podcast for creative and ambitious female entrepreneurs or women contemplating the entrepreneurial path. Each week, you'll hear incredible stories of entrepreneurs from around the world discussing the most important areas of their lives, business, personal growth, and balancing family and career. Here, you can get the resources, tools, and skills you need to prosper and succeed. Welcome to the Sisterhood of Successful Entrepreneurs. Now, here's your host, international speaker, entrepreneur, and business strategist, Glory Ali. Hey guys, welcome to the Sisterhood of Successful Entrepreneurs podcast, and a huge welcome if this is your first time listening. I hope your day is going amazing. I've been really thinking about you guys this morning and praying for you all. You've really been on my hearts today. If your day is not going amazing, you're not alone. It's not just you. And somebody out there today gets it, and that somebody is me. And I hope that I can help make your day a little bit better with this little show of mine. I love you guys. Thank you for being here. Know that you're loved and you're so supported. So today we're going to have an amazing, amazing conversation. You're going to feel empowered. You're going to feel set free and you're going to feel so inspired. Today, my guest is Emily Shaida, writer, chef, yoga, meditation instructor, and sports nutritionist who left corporate America, managing high volume restaurants in Phoenix, Arizona for an entrepreneurial life focused on finding work-life balance in Europe. Emily and I connected when she joined the Sisterhood of Successful Entrepreneurs Facebook group. So Emily, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thank you. Welcome. I'm doing really well. So what has your experience been on the Facebook group so far? I love your motivation, inspiration, and keeps me accountable for my entrepreneurial activities because I wear many different hats and your reminders daily keeps me on track. So thank you. All right. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. So we're so lucky to have you here today, taking time out of your day, out of your life to talk to us about this really important topic. So today's episode, we want to have a deep conversation about how to embrace change, fears, and that transition. And with the COVID-19 pandemic and millions of people being out of work and working from home, this is the perfect time to discuss how to embrace the change and fears and transition in our business and our personal life, right? So you guys are going to find a lot of goodness here today. I want you to latch on to Emily and follow her every word because of the way that she talks and how wise and encouraging she is. Emily, thank you so much for taking time for being with us today. And I want to dive in because I have so many questions to ask you. But first, introduce all of your amazing work, who you are, and what you do. Yes. Well, thank you again for having me. And I'm originally from the Midwest. So I just recently published a inspirational travel memoir called Big Time Journey of a Small Town Girl. And I published with Black Rose Writing out of Texas. And it really is kind of this umbrella of my life's journey. We all are on our own individual adventure through life, though sometimes we feel very interconnected, we need to sometimes step back and realize how customized our life is because we get so caught up with social media and comparisons. But mine started humbly in the Midwest, small town. My husband calls it a village. My husband's Polish. And it 
took me out. Um, I always had this love, this fascination with travel. So I went through culinary school. That's the premise behind being a chef and nutritionist. It took me abroad and kind of inspired me. It was a travel bug that bit and never kind of relinquished its teeth. And so I studied abroad in Italy and went on to work in London. When I came back to those uh, humble beginnings, it didn't quite fit anymore. So that propelled me to move to Phoenix, Arizona. My mom had lived there for some time and it felt like a nice transition, an easy enough transition having you know someone with welcome arms out there. Then I made that my home for about seven, almost eight years before a, a rough relationship, a personal relationship ended abruptly and kind of opened my eyes that I was complacently living. And so I went for a big change and honored myself and my aspirations to live abroad. And after six months of kind of the eat, pray, love, backpacking, joined myself in Europe, I ended up in Brussels, Belgium. And that's where I turned life on its head. I went from working in five-star restaurants and resorts in Arizona and jumped ship and opened a wellness studio with a luxury day spa there. And so I have quite a dynamic background. I ended up working there as a project manager, launching as a lead yoga instructor their yoga studio, which offers retreats and workshops. And eventually, when I finally came back into my own, because we all know how relationships, when they end, you kind of are left teetering, um, trying to regain that sense of self that you had as an individual. Um, So I came back into my own after that huge change. And I ultimately ended up meeting my husband about a year later. I was, you know, a successful entrepreneur helping this business succeed. And kind of life unfolded magically from there when I really embraced the unknown and just went with the flow. And that eventually took us to Barcelona, Spain, neither his land nor mine. And he eventually wanted to change it up even more, and me not so much. But uh, he brought us back to my motherland, the great U.S. of A. And we now currently live outside of Washington, D.C. So kind of a full circle and a stop there. Um, and now I just, I do a lot of entrepreneurial activities along with some st- stable, you know, nine to fivers, teaching yoga, group, privates, as well as meditation and, you know, running a couple different social media groups as well. So that's me in a nutshell. That is amazing. It's really, really encouraging for me to see other women doing this, especially with the whole travel blog. Because, you know, I mean, I love to travel. I also have a travel blog. And that's how I got started with my entrepreneurial online space. And so I love to travel, talk about travel. And, you know, when we get to this, um, like you said, when we get hit with that travel bug, wow, man, we really do a lot of reflecting and and you know, seeing, okay, what, what else is there out there for me, which is great. So I love listening to this and hearing you because it's encouraging that so many women are experiencing this and, you know, how they come out on the other end, which is super amazing. So I totally love it. So, you know, everyone becomes so accustomed on how they run their business that there isn't a lot of room for change, which is so crucial And it happens all the time in business. So if we let fear dictate how we run our business, then there's no room for growth. And I see so many people struggle when a wrench is thrown in their business. So why is uncertainty and change so scary? Well, I'll take it and I'll look at both personal and professional change. Change in a nutshell is uncertain. There's no guarantees. And 
we have a hard time as human beings to really encapsulate that, to, you know, embrace uncertainty. We want to have control. We want to have our hands on the reins or on the steering wheel, and we want to be able to know where we're driving to. But in all actuality, if we look at change and our life in particular, is that there are no guarantees. Life is impermanent. And we kind of, we cause friction in our lives and we refuse to accept that, that every day within a, you know, a split second, you could be in a car accident, your business partner could have a change of mind and, and want to pull out or, or just as a pandemic hit us and something just blindsides us totally and you have to close your doors. And so change is scary in the sense that we have a hard time of coming to grips with it. If we can come to grips with it, we can release a lot of stress and suffering in the sense that we, we do it to ourselves when we don't accept change is, is a part of life. So whether it's personal or professional, change it has this vibration that it can be scary, it can be you know terrifying, or if we change our mindset, and that's what I work a lot with holistically, is if we can flip the coin, accept that the impermanence is there, but use it to our advantage. It takes a whole new spin on life. When you can embrace the flow that change provides, then you can really you know, take your life, your career to a whole new level when you use it as a motivator rather than an inhibition. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to ask you, in your opinion, how is fear really affecting our lives, our career, and our businesses? What's your opinion on this? So fear can really be that barrier that's limiting your growth and, and how you embrace life and live life fully. So if you think of fear as if you see it as, you know, this wall you can't climb over, you're going to be stuck in the parameters that you've built. And if you can embrace fear fully, and that takes a lot of reflection to ask yourself why certain fears are holding you back and how you could conquer them, you know, what is the gamble at stake? Failure is a huge aspect of fear, fear of failure and what complexities that entails. Is it fear of financial failure, fear of, you know, looking poorly to your family, you know, your reputation, giving up your salary, giving up your title? Those things that we have that define us, are you afraid of letting them go and just being, let's say, quote unquote, normal for a little while and not having that hype? So reflection is a big aspect of getting over those fears to take your career, your life to the next step, to live it more fully and more wholly rather than just settling for the status quo or settling within the parameters that you've set limiting beliefs upon. Yeah, I know fear is a really big problem and it's common and it's normal, but it's so unhealthy. You know, I remember growing up, my dad owned his own business and at the age of 16, he had me doing payroll and just helping him out. And I always said to myself, like, oh my God, I am not a risk taker. Like I like things the way that they are. I don't want anything to change. And growing up, I would always say that, man, I wish I wanted to start my own business. I want to work on my own terms. I want to do what I'm passionate about, but mm, yeah, I'm not a risk taker. And it really took a lot, like like you were saying, self-reflection and really personal development and get out of this fear mindset. And what was really holding me back? You know, what was that block, that limiting belief? And, you know, I'm happy to say that I, I you know, can 
talk myself out of, because we all feel fear. It, it, that's, you know, it'll, it'll pop up through our whole entire lives. It's not like, oh, I'm never afraid. Yeah, I am afraid. But I know now and I have the tools now to work with overcoming them and getting through them. So Emily, how do we relinquish control and face our fears in order to live a more congruent life? That's a fantastic question. And you kind of hit the nail on the head there. Self-development is huge, a huge aspect. The reflection component and however that reflection looks in your life. As a yoga and meditation instructor, I too you know, have a lot of those tools in my toolbox. But reflection is maybe asking yourself a series of questions, whether you, you know, you're driving down the road and you're just you know, having a conversation with yourself. We all do. We can't you know, deny that. I do it all the time. Um, I know. Some people that say they don't talk to themselves, I'm like, really? Maybe you should try. But, um, and that, that can, you know, it's reflection in, in all the umbrella generalization. And so you're asking yourself, you know, what are you actually scared of? And you're getting to the heart of it. Don't let anything kind of cloud your judgment. You're jumping into your head and you're looking for those truths we so often we have you know 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day and we can tell ourselves you know half truths things that are really super scary but are they really that scary when you dig deep underneath the surface so you're going into the head and trying to filter through the muck that's going on there to get to the the heart of the matter what really are you scared of and then you can start to decipher and do some piecework there why am I scared, you know, of, you know, financial, you know, instability? Is it something, you know, a limiting belief or a core value that was embedded in me, in me at a young age? Don Miguel Ruiz, the author of The Four Agreements, is really great in regards to helping us understand at a very young age, we're taught a certain amount of core beliefs that really shape our world opinion and our view on things. And sometimes when you get to being an adult, you still carry those with you. But how often the sons from another generation, our parents, our teachers, maybe sometimes our siblings, those still stay with us. But how often those maybe dated belief systems stay with us and they're not, they're no longer you know, powerful. They're no longer resonating with you, but so they're causing you to question yourself, to, you know, in fears, and they might not resonate with you going into the future. So you got to shed some of those belief systems that maybe like you wanted to open your own business, but for whatever reasons, through your childhood, you may find that there's conditioning there that might not resonate with you. So you do need to take a, a good hard look at what you're telling yourself. Again, that conversation with self and what is still true for you today and what is not true, just relinquishing that and trusting that you have the ability, you have the network of individuals, you have the motivation within yourself to create a new framework. So I've personally had to relinquish, you know, control in regards to my finances. I was brought up very conservative in regards to having a certain amount of money in the bank account, making sure I could make an investment on a house, where now after traveling, experiencing the world, seeing how other cultures live their life, I realize that those belief systems no longer resonate with me. They don't sit well. There's people that are fully embracing their lives you know, 100% living and are happy, and they may not have, you know, a nickel to their name. And they're really just 100% 
in love with life. So I, I had to rebuild my sense, my relationship with my finances because those belief systems were so out of date. So that was facing my fears going, I don't need to control money like I did, you know, in my early years. And I can embrace the flow of life and embrace it more when I let those limiting beliefs go. So that's how really you can relinquish control, trusting that your head is going to lead to your heart and it's going to lead to your gut. So your head is your thoughts, your conversations, that's going to change the feelings that you have in regards to those fears and then following your intuition and, and trusting that. I love that. Thank you for putting it that way. And that's going to lead me into my next question is, what can we do to work through this? So how can we embrace change and how do we reframe it into something that is exciting, something that is motivating, something that we recognize as being able to prepare us forward? Because when we're in that state of complicity, we don't see, and this fear, we don't see change as a set of new opportunities. So how can we work through this? Yes, it's no matter what stage in life, it seems like there's ebbs and flows where you may feel that you're in the flow of life and then you feel then that you become static and you, you but then again, the habits and, and the safety and the security that things just kind of slow down or you're handed, you know, a global pandemic and things, you know, hit the brakes without your control. So, you know, you might be changing a job or you know that you're not happy in a job and you you kind of feel the sense that change is needed, but you're not ready quite yet just to embrace it. So you're kind of, you're sitting idle and you're just waiting. You're not actively pursuing, you're not embracing the change. So how can we work through that and create more flow without having these periods of slowing down and, you know, building back the momentum. So change. I want to just interrupt you here because this is really, really huge. And I want to tell our listeners that I really want you to listen to this, focus on this and understand that you came into this content on purpose. It's not an accident and you need this and we're here to help you. So I want our listeners to be open to that. And if you feel resistance on what Emily is going to be discussing right now, I want you to allow yourself to release that resistance, right? Because you're just allowing fear to take control. And remember, you guys, remember this as you're listening. So go ahead, Emily, because this is really, really important. Yes, it's it's the resistance. It's it's knowing that you want to do something, but you're just not ready to fully go for it. And you'll feel it in your gut. Like you'll have the conversation in your head. You'll be like, oh yes, yes, you can you can jump on the truths of the conversation. You'll still interject yourself with negative, I can't do it, I'm not good enough, you're devaluing yourself. And so those negative thoughts that are, that are like storm clouds, kind of clouding our ability to foster this change are what are holding you back, whether you want to call them your morals, your beliefs, your habits, your ways of being. You need a peace through that. You know, I work with mindfulness a lot, being very present, being very aware of your thought patterns, because that's what's going to transition your feelings of, you know, confidence, power, the ability to transgress, you know, challenges. And so you really need to work through the, the power of the mind and change that conversation so that you can embrace and you're talking to yourself positively going, 
if we look back in our history, whether it's personal, getting through a bad relationship, getting through toxic parenting, a divorce, getting through financial setback, a loss of a job, you know, 2008, the crisis, you can see if you look back at your past, how many times that you were faced with change, you can only put A and B together when you're looking through the rear view mirror and you can see that in your past, you're able, whether you're conscious or you're unconscious to it, you're able to surmount those obstacles and you were able to eventually, whether you were willing or not, embrace the change that was happening in your life. Again, life is impermanent. So if you can look back and reframe those challenges to being positive aspects of your life, then you can start to recreate new habits and ways of being that are going to foster change in regards to being a motivator, inspiration, going, I did this. I got this far in my life because I faced my fears. I, you know, I moved abroad. I did not know what was going to happen on the other side of the world. But it fell into place when I just jumped off the high dive and I went into the great abyss. So you need to remind yourself of those huge victories, whether they seemed huge at the time, they have made you grow in such a way that have gotten you to this point. So when you feel fear coming back, that ebb, that flow of your life, fear coming back in, you need to remind yourself, recondition your conversation, and then ask yourself, come back to that reflective aspect. You have to dig deep in regards to what am I scared of? Am I honoring my life and my purpose, what I want to get out of this one single life that I'm allowed to live? And if you're not honoring yourself, how can you take baby steps? Maybe we start small. How can I start making baby steps to investing in that job, investing in that business, to moving across country, to getting out of a bad relationship? How can I do this? What are the costs involved asking yourself these very important questions what is the worst i like this question you know what if what if i don't do it and what if i do do it what is the worst that can happen we all think of failure and sometimes i love you know being the american because we after living in europe a lot of europeans you know they value the american ethic in regards to saying failure is not the end of the world you know it's it's twofold. When you're an American, sometimes you think of, you know, failure as the epitome. It's awful. It feels really bad. But really, when you take more of an entrepreneurial perspective about failure, it's it's a learning stepping stone. We're gaining knowledge to maybe that wasn't the direction we were supposed to go. And if you believe, you know, the universe is higher power, God is redirecting us then failure is not the end of the world. It's not detrimental. It's not this big, you know, catastrophe that we sometimes let ourselves make it out to be. And then how can you mitigate failure? So how can you learn from it? How can we grow? You know, what were the takeaways that, you know, have put us on a new path? And then looking for alternate possibilities. So what, what is the new path? What are the new options available to us? And embracing that as part of the journey. You know, change is present in us every day. We have the option to wake up being, you know, positive, embracing life or being negative. And that is an aspect of change, choosing, you know, what way we're going to show up. And then so that goes into my next question in regards to asking you in your reflective process, what are you saying no to and what are you saying yes to? What are you, you know, putting up your hands going, no, 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 
You know, how does that make me feel? And what are you saying yes to? Opening your hands and embracing arms open wide because it, it's also changing the energetic sphere of things. You're limiting the flow and your openness and your curiosity. And those are all, you know, very positive, very affirmative words in regards to change. It's a powerful you, question. Yeah. It's very it's, powerful. And you shouldn't have to say there's, you know, yes and no within parameters of creating boundaries. Yes and no. You do need to say no to some things that, you know, aren't validating. But then what are you opening your arms wide to? I love the word curiosity. It might maybe my favorite word in life, curiosity, because it has this vibration of I'm curious. I'm open-minded about different cultures, different you know races, different ways of being. I'm curious to learn, to see what the opportunities are there to present. So if you could take change and curiosity, you know, hyphenate it, you know, put it put it there just as a, um, a sideliner, curiosity, what are you curious about? It will change your whole perspective in regards to change. It's not so scary anymore when you're just curious on what life can present to you. Yeah. yeah and that's right. And, you know, I always tell, you know, my girls, I have three daughters and, it, you know, whenever they're faced with something, I always tell them, you know, when things happen that you consider to be a negative, look at it in the, as an opportunity for new things, new growth, new progress, because new opportunities that haven't been presented to you, and now you'll be able to step through that door of the unknown that's going to take you further than you might even imagine that you have, you know, would ever gone through. And and I also tell my clients that as well. Whenever we're we're dealing with fears and, and limiting beliefs as well. And one of the things as well is that, you know, if you're not going to be able to capitalize on those opportunities, then you're not embracing it and you're not reframing it into something that is so scary, but something you want to reframe it into something that can be avoided, but something that can be understood. You're reframing it to something that can be exciting and something that you can embrace, right? So when you get to that mindset, you won't be afraid of change. Sure, it'll be uneasy and uncomfortable but you're going to be so excited because now you have new opportunities that are presented to you. And that's how I like to reframe, you know, whenever my daughters are faced with, with something an adversity or something, or even when I talk to my clients about, you know, COVID, I would say to them, you know, this is not happening to you. It's happening for you. So let's take this as an opportunity. Right. Absolutely. That's wonderful. So I wanted to ask you, what do you have going on now that our listeners, and, and tell our listeners how they can um, contact you and get to know more about you? Well, yes, my life, well, as with many people, uh, COVID, you know, shook it up a little bit. I too, I was working in marketing with a small firm here and it kind of slowed down because obviously clients were pulling back. So it gave me an opportunity, always looking for the silver lining in change. So now I'm redirecting. I, you know, sat back in my reflective state that uh, I teach others about. I did it for myself and, you know, looked at my career and all the balls that I'm juggling up in the air. And now I'm pursuing managerial, launching a franchise here in the DC metro area. And so that's something that's on the horizon. But uh, right now I'm working with a couple of different wellness platforms in regards to giving online yoga, meditation trainings, cooking classes. I work as a nutritionist. So having my own repertoire of clients that I help them redefine the relationship with food 
And then I'm also working on a new book that addresses this exact topic of navigating change and utilizing or navigating fear, I'm sorry, and using it as a catalyst for change. So that is a work in progress right now. That is exciting. Very exciting. So where can our, our listeners find you on the online? Yes. So I'm on all the social media platforms, of course, so Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. So you can just Google me at Emily Shida, last name spelled S-Z-A-J-D-A. And just get in touch, ask some questions, get involved with my Facebook group called Big Time Journey because we're all on our own individual journeys. And I like to offer inspiration that helps you to question where you're going in your life and help you to redefine that. And if you're looking to get some reading material while we're still kind of refined to our homes, taking a look at Big Time Journey of a Small Town Girl and it's accessible on Amazon. Barnes and Noble, Nook, and Google Books. So taking a peek, getting your hands on that as some inspiration and utilizing the mindfulness tools to help you navigate life in uncertain times. That's great. So I want to keep the conversation going. So I want to ask our audience, what are you struggling with in these uncertain times? Or is there something you have been able to overcome to keep you moving forward? I'd love to hear all about it, and I'm sure others would too. So comment below and share your stories or join the Sisterhood of Successful Entrepreneurs in Facebook, which is currently my favorite way to get connected. Take a minute to let Emily know how this made you feel and what you got out of this podcast today. She probably won't be able to respond to everyone, but... We encourage you to DM her, inbox her, be generous and bless her for doing this with us today. What an amazing topic to get started with our day today. Thank you so much, Emily, for being here. All right, guys, we're going to hop off. So stay safe, stay in peace. Feel free to DM either Emily or myself and let us know what your thoughts were and how this helped you today. All right, take care. Thanks, Emily. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Sisterhood of Successful Entrepreneurs. If you know anyone that would make a great guest for the show, or if you have a question or topic you'd like Lori to discuss, reach out to us at info at We'd love to hear from you. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend us on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at gloryali.com. 